Ubaldi with Ubaldi Report. And before we get started, everybody keep check out UbaldiReports.com for the latest information. And with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host of Ubaldi Reports, Joe Bitts. How's it going, Big Joe? I'm great, John. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been a long day. I had to work today. Yeah. But it was a long day. It was. We got some new employees at work. Everybody's just trying to feel each other out. We lost an employee. She decided she didn't want to work there anymore. Yeah. But it was busy. It was a busy, long day today. You were also talking about you got some people listening to our podcast at work. Yeah, it was interesting. I was doing the dishes, and someone come up to me, and he goes, yeah, they've been listening to your podcast at night. That's pretty cool. I thought it was cool. The kitchen manager at night, he loved it. And he's a millennial. He's like 21, 22 years old. He yeah. likes it. Everybody seemed to like it, so I thought it was cool. Yeah. Well, the wife and I, we went, we went down to the Keys. Or not the, the keys. We went down to Lido Key, which is maybe like an hour and a half right out of Sarasota. That's a little different than going to the keys. Yeah, but it's still called a key. Okay, okay. okay. Which I don't understand. What's the difference between an island and a key? That's you had a good time. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's like when you go into every town, starting to look the same as the next town over. It's got like it's you know it's got its own like it's got its Walmarts. It's got its Target. It's got a, a Publix. It has a five minute oil change place. It has this restaurant, yeah. and it just gets a little monotonous, almost like to the point where you ever go to a mall and you go to one mall and you're like, okay, so let's check out the other mall. And the other mall is like the completely same configuration. It's the same configuration. It's the same boring thing over and over again. The one thing that's interesting when I tell my family, because you're from the uh, the East Coast. You're from Florida, yeah. the Carolinas. I know you've got family in the Carolinas and uh-huh. stuff. I tell everybody back in California, and California has some nice beaches, but the difference is the water temperature. That water is frigid in California. You know what? There's a point of reference because, like, you have, like, from New York to, to, to Florida— and it gets it's cold here, and it just gradually gets warmer as you go. Is it the same thing for the like California, like up by Oregon, Northern California? Is it cold? It's cold. It's bitter cold. Like, does it snow well, and stuff the, like that? Like, no, no. Okay, it snows in the Sierras there. What I mean, the reason is it's just the Gulf, and not the Gulf. The jet stream comes down, and in California, there's this little lip mm-hmm. down by Southern California where the, the the current will come down and then lip up. Does it like ever get cold in like San Diego or something? It's, it's cooler in San. Diego. But when I tell people that the, the Gulf temperature, I go, it's cold today. The Gulf temperature was only 85 degrees. They're like, are you kidding me? Oh, when you're over here? Yeah. yeah. I tell Then I told them that sometimes it'll get, for a period of time, it'll get 90 degrees in the Gulf. Well, like, they're just, they can't contemplate that. The Lido was like warm. It was just like we're going in and you're just like going into a mildly, a mildly warm bath. I know, but see, where I came from, you go like one of the big beaches where I grew up in, in Sonoma, Marin County area, north of San Francisco was Stinson Beach. Yeah. Stinson Beach is a great beach, but you go in that water, it's like that water's frigid. It's like upper 50s, low 60s. That mm-hmm. water is cold. Yeah. You go here, you can run in the water, you can be in the water all day. So I don't know what it is, though. Is it maybe you probably like the GPS or the maps on your phone now? I really didn't get turned around or lost in that in that new town. I'd never been to the town. It was my first time in Sarasota. I look on, I typed it, I you know, Starbucks or 
Dunkin' Donuts or like Wawa. I wanted to, like I wanted a, chick, a chicken breakfast burrito. I was like, okay, let me check it out. And the map's like, here, go this way, then go this way, and there it is, right there. We are and, lucky that we have GPS and now. Had any concern of like, where am I going? What am I doing? Yeah. Your did you take your truck? Yeah. You got a, was it 2020 or 2020? 2021. I have okay. nothing that's 2020, ever. Okay, okay. <laughs> but your these vehicles now have yep. it built into the dashboard. Yeah. I've got a 2004 Toyota Tacoma. I'm sorry. I got like the, but I love that truck because it's in good shape and it runs and I'm going to keep it till it drops. Mm-hmm. But the newer vehicles, and I don't know when they started this, you have the console right in front of you. You just look and there is a map and tells you where you need to go. 2004? Yes, 2004. You, you bought that brand new? No, I bought it in 2006 used when I got back from Iraq. Okay. That thing is old. But it's, it runs. And no payment. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the beautiful thing about that. Yeah, but I was never actually concerned about you know where I was going. I think, it, does your phone give you like a little bit more, would you say, confidence? Well, yeah, because no matter where you're at, you just type in where you want to go or you hit a little app or whatever and it says, I am here. It's like being at the Disney World where you have a little chipmunk says, you are here. Now, going into like another area, I was like, okay, so when I was a Marine and I was in Jacksonville, Jacksonville had the Jacksonville Mall. I guess it was like the... the... Jacksonville Mall. Yeah. I've been to that mall. There are like five or six stores. You walk a minute and you're out the door. Yeah, it got a, it's a lot bigger. Aaron was working at there when we were there too. But, you know, they had like a pizza place. Like, it was really weird because they would never include the military base in their demographic. And I know that... Who's your buddy that does the demographics? The... Oh, Scott McDonald. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't include the military base as part of their as part of their demographic so they were never getting enough numbers to get a gap they wanted uh, all they wanted was a gap in there and they couldn't get one until like gap made the exception They're like okay fine you can have one in there but like they had a jersey mics the same thing here they have a texas roadhouse so there's just you know it's just like that corporate kind of just like mimicking itself anything well, like what? that in california yeah, but see, the last time I was at the, the going back to the Jacksonville Mall was 2005. We went out in town. We didn't have a vehicle because we were getting ready to go to Iraq. So they gave us the uh, military vans, but they told us you cannot park those vans at the more adult establishment. Oh. <laughs> Basically, no strip joints. Yeah. If you go to Hooters, you got to park the van somewhere. Hooters? They didn't want any association with the military. Oh, man. It wasn't Hooters. It's just because it has U.S. government. Yeah. So they didn't want anybody doing that. So we had to park and walk like miles to get there so no one would find the association. Remember, we were like the only branch that never, you're never allowed to work outside other than if you were going to the gas station. I don't know about now, but there was a period of time they said, that's it. You can't even go get gas. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they really clamped down on that. So I'm like, they, what else do they have? Earrings, like no body piercings. I know that's that's not military wide. The only like the only branch you cannot have a piercing is the Marine, Marine Corps. Yeah. Yeah, and God help you if you're a male Marine and have an earring, they will rip that thing off your ear. <laughs> I had a buddy that he had nipple rings, and we were like, how how are you getting away with this kind of thing? Well, like, because it's not visible. But anything that's visible. Like earrings on male Marines, yeah. don't think you'd even try that. <laughs> I remember, okay, and this is before we came into military accepting gay and lesbian into the Marine Corps, but there was a guy that got caught because he had a tongue ring 
in his ring. And let's just say the office had a lot of not so polite comments for that guy getting getting he was getting quite quite the ass chewing. There was it was interesting. There was a Marine that this is during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Yeah. He pulls me aside. And this is when I was a senior Marine. I was an E or Master Gunnery Sergeant. So he pulls me aside and he goes, Master Guns, can I talk to you in your office? Okay, sure. Come on in. And can we shut the door? I said, sure. And he goes, I'm trying to fill out the form to bring my my partner in from the Netherlands. And I stopped and thought, I goes, partner, are you gay? And he looked at me and he goes, yeah. I started to laugh. And he goes, what are you laughing about? I'm laughing at because you, your part, he's, he was a Marine. He was African-American. He was a Republican and he belonged to a kind of a conservative church. Yeah. So I'm like, what did you choose every group that's not in favor of gay marriage? And it was, I just thought it was funny. And he's, what are you laughing about? And he goes, I thought you knew I was gay. How in the hell would I know that you're gay? We don't hang out because you're a, a, a younger Marine. How would I know you're gay? Honest talk between you and I, did you ever have a problem with that? Homosexuality in general? No, because you're a uh, Mormon. Correct. But... Was that just, oh, or is it okay? Or is it the just the problem I had is I could care less if you're gay or whatever. That's your lifestyle. It's the, the problem is when you push it onto me. Now, I remember my younger brother. He lives up in the, the Washington State area. Yeah. He, was in, he support, supported gay marriage. And he goes, who are you or who is government to, to determine who someone should marry? And I said, I don't have a problem with that. The problem I'm having is when does it stop? Mm -hmm. When are they going to push it? And I know at the time, and he didn't believe me. I go, well, in California, they're teaching homosexuality down to preschool and first graders and stuff. Oh, they're not doing that. I go, yes, they are. What are they doing in Washington? They're doing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And now the big issue going around the country, and I know Governor DeSantis signed the bill, was to ban transgender athletes from competing in girl sports because you can say i identify as a female but you still have the, the testosterone as a man and you're just you're not just barely winning you're dominating that particular sporting contest i don't have a problem with that up to a certain point and there has to be like here is the end all be all you want to identify as a woman guess what you gotta go all the way through you have to get the gender reassignment surgery because any grown man when their gender is on the line and that they can lose what it is that kind of makes them a man a lot of the they pull back a lot but that's the problem is when they, but that wasn't the criteria. If you identify with the opposite sex, that's the problem that we're coming in. That's the whole thing, like in the military. Yeah. When President Trump said we're not going to do sexual reassignment surgery in the military. Yeah. Joe Biden said transgender will do sexual reassignment and transgender military personnel can serve. But the problem with that is maybe in each branch it'd be different, but we came from the Marines. So when you go on deployment, if you're taking hormones or reduction or whatever you got to do from a man to a woman, you either got to be full duty or no duty. Yeah. So I just, I don't think it was thought through yeah. or they were just pandering to a political segment, but that's a problem. So uh, going into my experiences, I guess there was like maybe it was known that maybe some of the Marines were gay or homosexual, but I don't think, it wasn't like tush, but it wasn't like, we're not going to tell everybody. 
And one of my experiences was like uh, a lot of times like when a Marines go out, but they had a room, you're the roommate, you'd use their computer and stuff like that. And I was catching a lot of like things on this guy's computer. And I'm like, that doesn't seem right. He oh, he must have downloaded that by accident or something like that. But it's just like that one Marine I was telling yeah. you about. It, it didn't, I wouldn't have picked up on it. Yeah. It's not because everybody assumes if somebody is, is gay, especially for men, they talk with a softer voice, they mm-hmm. have more feminine qualities. That's not always, that's not the case. Most people, you would never know they're gay unless they say something. So one thing about gay Marines is that their uniforms were on point, not a speck anywhere. Yeah. And then you know, going into maybe like this, I think we see a good avenue to talk about the pride flag. June's Pride Month for the LGBT. LGBTQ. Okay. There's a lot more letters attached that I don't want to talk about or I don't want to I don't want to say. But it seems like the military came under pressure a little bit because they were like, hey, why aren't you flying the the pride flag? Did you hear about that? Yeah, I think I heard about it. And I think the military said because it's if you let. OK, for one, if you let that pride flag fly. Yeah. Why not let other flags like Black Lives Matter yep. or other organ? And then the other thing is the military doesn't get involved in political Issues. I want to talk about this now. So I was on Facebook and MacDill Air Force Base is one of the groups or pages that I see. And they were honoring Pride Month to the point where they had soldiers or airmen in uniform, the pride flag everywhere. So how does that make, I'll say how that makes me feel, then you could say how it makes you feel. Yeah. I'm, I don't agree with it. I understand. I support it. But I think, like you were, like you said earlier, is that that the military has no place. The military is supposed to be like neutral in all categories. Their only mission is defense of the United States. So I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that was a bad step on McDill. I'm not going to be on Facebook bashing them, saying, "Why are you doing this? I don't think you should be doing this." But I'm not necessarily going to say. Yay, good job. So no, I would agree with you on that. I think the military has to be. I know they do celebrate Black History Month. They do celebrate Hispanic History Month. But those are ethnic things. People could say this is, could be a lifestyle choice. I don't know the ramifications of that, but I just don't think they should celebrate. But even when they do Black History Month in February, I know we're during the pandemic, but they didn't fly Black Lives Matter flag. Yeah. They didn't fly, let's say, the Mexican flag for Hispanic History Month or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that it was a bad And I don't know if McDill got the approval from the Air Force, the Air Force Department of the Air Force. Well, I don't know. It wasn't like they were flying a flag, but they were just promoting it on their Facebook page. Yeah, so see, I don't see that would be I, I don't think they should have done that. Yeah. And I think do you think homosexuality homosexuality is as taboo or not accepted as it as people are letting on for it to be i think it's changed over the years yeah 20 30 years ago this would be a (laughs) non-subject today i think the younger the the generation coming up is more tolerant of that lifestyle or that choice Mm -hmm. how far do they go that all depends now i know just like when they were passing prop eight which is the same sex marriage same sex that marriage is between a man and a woman in 2008, and it passed. Yeah. The, the the Mormon Church or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints got a really big black eye because everybody says it's you guys, the one that did it. 
yeah, they were they supported that marriage, traditional marriage, but what people don't realize, Barack Obama indirectly helped seal the deal and passing traditional marriage because the majority of the African-American mm-hmm. and the majority of the Hispanic community who went out to vote for him also voted for traditional marriage. Okay. So ethnic groups, they look at this as a white thing, but it, a lot of the ethnic groups aren't in favor of, of this alternative lifestyle. And then going into politics today, yeah. like we talked on our last podcast, a lot of the ethnic groups, especially like the Latino community, who are very staunch Catholic, they're not into LGBTQ or tr- especially the transgender. They're not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of the transgender. This is really, to them, goes back to their religious beliefs. Yeah, but I can think, just going back, religion gets in the way of maybe some rationalization. The religion is like a foundation, but it's not necessarily... But for some people, that is their foundation. Mm -hmm. Their religious beliefs are very personal, and that's why... Through the coronavirus and the sh- economic, the, the the pandemic shutdown, a court a case from California, a couple cases went to the Supreme Court, and I think it was I think it was Samuel Alito. He came out and said, "Listen, this pandemic gives you extraordinary powers, but a pandemic doesn't mean the Constitution." goes in the drawer, meaning the First Amendment. You yeah. can't ban somebody to go to worship service, but you allow people to go to grocery stores and other venues. Oh. So it's very personal to a lot of people. Some people who are not really religious, they don't see a big deal about it. But those who are religious, that's their foundation. Going back into the First Amendment, what you were talking about, I think it was maybe, it had to been last year sometime, a person is going, went to, is being prosecuted for a lot of time because he burned the LGBTQ flag. So how is it that we're in a, and this is under the previous administration as well, so how is it that we can burn the American flag and everybody's like freedom of speech, but all of a sudden we burn the LGBTQ flag and it's a hate crime? See, that's the issue Jonathan Turley, the constitutional scholar from George Washington, comes up with. I read his blog every day, and he's a big proponent on free speech. And he says that, and we're seeing it on college campuses, we're seeing it in the news organizations where you can say the most vile, disgusting thing, and if, especially if it goes against Trump or it goes against the country, that's fine. But when you counteract, it's just like Loughton County of Virginia. There was a teacher got up there and stated his, his own personal beliefs. My religious upbringing doesn't allow me to recognize somebody who just claims to be a female or who, when they are a male. Yeah. He was fired. He sued. The judge overturned that, that lawsuit, and they, he was reinstated because he was expressing his First Amendment book. And that's an issue we're, we're wrestling right now. Yeah. Why? It's like you're saying, burning the American flag is free speech, but burning the LBGTQ flag is a hate crime. And maybe someone like of your knowledge would understand what is considered a hate crime because a crime against maybe someone like of another color or another race is one thing. When does sexuality overtake that like in some places i don't know the full law now but i know some of them are including sexual discrimination sexual discrimination sexual identity 
Okay. Or or sex. Excuse me. Sexual orientation. So if I don't get a job because I'm straight. And these are lo- these are all changing times. It's just like a year or so ago, there was a Supreme Court decision that was upheld regarding sexual discrimination, but it was against an LGBTQ member, mm-hmm. and they used the sexual discrimination court case of 1964. Yeah. This is before Amy Comey Barrett got on the court. Yeah. And it was five to four. And they wanted to use, this was meant for that. And this goes back to the structure of the Supreme Court. They call it a textualist or originalist. Yeah. The textualist, like a Scalia, said, no, if you want to protect the LGBTQ from discrimination, then write a law for that. Don't add in because in 1964, that was discrimination against women. Nobody, even the court cases and the, the, the oral arguments, even thought of gay rights. Or LGBTQ? What was that? Like an alphabet soup? They didn't contemplate that. That's where things are going to the court. Now the court is ruling more and more on social issues when they many members of legal scholars say that should be debated in the Congress at the very least or very the best down at the state legislature. So going into a little bit of, because you mentioned it, religion, are people using a religion as something that cannot be violated when it comes to the First Amendment? And what I mean by that is like the, the a baker didn't want to make a cake for a, a couple because they were homosexual and he's that's not that's against my religion. He ended up winning. But now there is a hospital in Texas that I think it was 140 people got fired or let go because they didn't want to get the coronavirus. But a majority of those people that did stay said it's against my religion to get this vaccine. See, and that's a, that's a tough because I'm not a legal constitutional scholar. And that's where like, this Jonathan Turley, but yeah. there's also Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. Alan Dershowitz is a president emeritus of Harvard Law School, okay. and he's a very staunch liberal, but he took a lot of heat. Because he defended Donald Trump. And I watched a symposium he did, I think at Harvard, but I think it was a year or so ago. And what he said was, the shoe on the other foot. And what he meant by that is, don't castrate that person. How would you feel if that same person did to what you're doing to them, they did to you? So he called it the shoe on the other foot. And that's because someone had asked him that. How would you rule? And he goes, the shoe on the, it's not a legal term. It's just something he came up with is the shoe on the other foot. Is to treat the other person how you wanted to be treated. And that seems to be in my mindset for a while now. I don't know when I started doing that, but I didn't look at a person for creed or color or even if they, they could have believed, I could believe in God, they could believe in Satan. I don't really care about what that person's preference is. The only thing I matter is this a good person or is this a bad person? And if it's a bad person, I put them on my the bottom of the list. If they're a good person. I'm the same way. Everybody has their own beliefs and you treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. Is there anything else we should you know? Let's let the listeners know. I know we spent a lot of time. We talked some of our military stories yeah. enhanced, but the other issue that is goes into this is the media got slammed again. And a the inspector general from the Interior Department yeah. did a report, did an investigation. Remember last year during the Lafayette Square incident where the Capitol Police came in and they tear-gassed a protester so Donald Trump could have a photo op? Well, 
Come to find out, that wasn't the case. The, the Capitol Police did not, I mean, they, they did that, but they didn't do it for the specific reason. And they used the example that the Attorney General didn't know that there was going to be a photo op. That wasn't relayed to him. So it was, the media ran with it because it went against Donald Trump. So this, and then you had just recently the origins of the coronavirus, still circumstantial, but it's highly, a lot of strong circumstantial evidence is pointing to the coronavirus likely originated from a lab leak. Now, there's no evidence it was a bioweapon by the Chinese, but they did a gain of function altering of that virus and they were probably sloppy in their handling yeah and it got out but the media discounted that and like i said on a previous podcast john carl a reporter and news analyst at cnn stated the only reason why we didn't believe it is because it came from the republicans and donald trump yeah but this is not the only story the media has gotten like eight or nine major stories in the last four years wrong and the angle that the way they could have gone at it, too, is that if they were like if they said, oh, this virus came from China and put the pressure on the Trump administration to investigate, investigate it into China, you're forcing his hand. I think that would have been if that if their goal was to dismantle the, the Trump administration, that would probably have been the best. I think the best way to put like the responsibility on Trump to say, you need to figure out why this happened but versus see, but the big thing is. And this goes back to the ethics and journalism. There's a f- certain slew of ethics. You go to the Society of Professional Journalist Ethics Code and the four and John Carl just openly without saying he d- did it. But he openly admitted that they have a bias if a Republican or Donald Trump says it. it got, it's either got to be wrong or if they say yes, we got to go no. If they say no, we got to go yes. But yet for f- four years for Russian collusion, they jumped on every salacious story and accusation. And then two news organizations, the New York Times and Washington Post, got the a Pulitzer Prize, which is like their gold medal for journalism, for reporting on the relentless sourcing, and they were wrong. Four months later, there was none. Yeah. It's like even last year, they reported that the Russians gave the Taliban bounties to kill American Marines. Hmm. The general at CENTCOM, the head general at CENTCOM, General McKenzie, who's a Marine, said there's no actionable intelligence that he's seen. Then in March, they said we didn't have any sources that confirm that yeah and it just seems like the biden administration has just been mishandling everything and it's only been like 142 days and you're just like oh this is gonna be a long ride long four years (laughs) so john why don't you go ahead tell them how they can get a hold of us they could first go to ubaldi reports at gmail.com ubaldi reports at gmail.com you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Type in Ubaldi Reports. If you go to Ubaldi Reports on Facebook, check out Ubaldi Reports group. Leave some stuff there, messages. Let us know what you think of this podcast and any other podcast. Yeah. And we'll talk well, about this on the air. And also go to UbaldiReports.com. There's going to be a link below in the description to just check it out. John puts out articles frequently so you guys can have a, a better idea. And he sticks more, he sticks to the truth of the policy versus opinion. Uh, so that, and that's what Ubaldi Reports is about. And with that, everybody have a great day. Keep listening to Ubaldi Reports.